Hello, welcome to the first in what we hope is a mini-series of the Creation Theatre podcast with our new rep company, uh, who started rehearsals last week, so I've given them a week uh, to work out their Zoom settings, um, and then I've pounced on them to ask them questions uh, and to get to know their voices um, by the medium of podcasts. So we'll just do a quick who's who, hello, um, and, uh, and maybe you can tell us I'm assuming a, a level of podcast literacy here, but maybe you can tell us a podcast uh, that you enjoy and then we'll just have a quick uh, hear from everyone about digital theatre and kind of how it's going. Um, so let's start with Graham. Hello, my name's Graham Rose and I'm speaking to you from uh, a, a bedroom in Birmingham. And um, I'm not a great podcast listener, actually, but I have to do a plug for my own <laughs> because... Despite the yes, fact that do, I, I don't brilliant. listen to many, yeah, I, uh, I I have produced a podcast called Fred Jeff's The Sweet Shop Murder, which is about the unsolved murder of my great uncle and my attempts to unravel the mystery. So there you go. It's amazing. I, yeah, I, I could we could do a whole podcast about how much I love it, but it is particularly um, it's it's particularly high production value that that podcast which is why I really enjoyed it because it was a was it a theatre show am I right because it's got a lot of archive sort of um recordings of interviews of people that you managed to meet and it's not just you telling a story sort of straight up it's it's very mixed media isn't it yeah it started out as a community theatre project really through the Birmingham Rep and uh, it was an opportunity for me to find lots of people who had a living memory of this event which happened in Easter 1957. So most of those folks are in their 70s or 80s or, or older. But um, I did loads of interview recordings. And when I put together the theatre show, I just thought, what? Oh, how can I do justice to all this, you know, audio material? So, um, you know, pretty much after lockdown happened, I thought, right, I've got to put put all of this material together. And I've edited it, edited it all together to tell the story through their interviews oh well highly recommended it so yeah it was really great <laughs> um okay lovely that's graham um kofi you go next <laughs> yeah hi my name is kofi dennis um and i am currently in mansfield which is just outside of nottingham um and in terms of my favorite podcast i am a fan of um jesse ware's table manners um, and it's a podcast that she does with her mum and they invite different people onto the show, um, like singers, actors or different celebrities and like her and her mum cook for the guest and then they Aww. just chat about life. Um, so, yeah, that um, is my favourite podcast. Oh, that's like a nice sort of uh, eavesdropping, like that style where you feel like yeah. you're just listening to, to some friends having a conversation. Is it, yeah, and if you're like doing something like the washing up, I like that kind of. I'm not, I don't really have to pay attention, but it's like they're having a chat and I'm having a yeah, listen. and it's nice because they take you through what they're eating as well, which I love. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're listening to people eat, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good. Um, okay, brill. Uh, Darmesh, hello, uh, my name's Darmesh, I'm from London. Um, I feel like I'm on blind date, yes, <laughs> <So>. yes, please, <laughs> contestant. <laughs> And my favourite podcast is probably um, The Infinite Monkey Cage with Brian Cox. Mm. Um, they just talk about science. They have different sort of um, specialists in uh, in their field. Uh, yeah, and it's it's just very funny. It's very funny and very informative. 
Um, I find the um, theme tune to that is the earworm of the century. Like, you've done it now. I'll be singing the Infinite Monkey Cage. It's one of the Pythons, isn't it? Who does, like, a silly song. Yeah. Oh, infinite monkey cage. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll be waking up in the night with that going around my head. Um, well, that's a very educational one as well. We could all learn about physics. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm just slightly in love with Brian Cox. To be <laughs> just, yeah, he's a man of many talents. Yeah. Um, all right, okay, Tash, how about you? Oh, hello, coming off mute. Um, <laughs> hello, uh, my name's Tash uh, Rickman and I am in London at the moment. I'm also in a bedroom, like Graham, different one. But, um, yeah, just in the in the bedroom brigade. And uh, my favourite, or a podcast that I really enjoy listening to is uh, the Guilty Feminist um, podcast, which uh, it just makes me laugh. And it's, mm. you know, the whole sort of principle is <laughs> I'm a feminist, but you know, and uh, and there's something really uh, reassuring and quite funny about listening to people, you know, because they they have some amazing guests and sort of talk about you know some really amazing things and people who are doing all this cool stuff. But they also um, are able to laugh at the fact that no one's perfect, and you know, sometimes uh, we you know we're we're all just human as well. So it's um yeah, it's a nice mix. I think it one. I think it's a Deborah Francis White one of like I'm a feminist, but sometimes, sometimes, some days my life doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> I feel like that's the epitome. Of yeah, that kind of like just just sort of self-aware, trying to do your best, but knowing really that yeah, sometimes you you can't fight the good fight. You just need to wear lounge trousers and sit around the house. <laughs> and sometimes you really do, and it's lovely to listen. Mm to other people who are like I'm in loungewear too it's okay have McDonald's for breakfast you're like yeah yeah well, not that things for feminism but there you are but yeah 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 giving ourselves a break sometimes oh that's yeah. another best positive message to take away um all right so uh last but not least Annabelle hello everyone um I am in Leicestershire and um my favorite podcast will come as no surprise to my fellow rep company members because it's food related um and it is i can see them laughing now um it is off menu podcast with james acaster and ed gamble and it's just a really nice you know one that you can put on when you're driving somewhere or walking somewhere do you remember when we drove places that was a weird <laughs> that was a time oh, yeah. we all wish we could do now um and it just they ask people their favourite starter, main course and dessert, and then, it, you know, chaos ensues. And it's just a really nice one to escape to. Oh, yeah, I love that. I think, yeah, I think, um, who was it? Was it Kofi's earlier? That, yeah, that was about talking about food. And there is something nice where you're like, oh, I could just sort of turn my brain off for a bit and listen to other people yeah. talking about this thing that we all have in common. Yeah. Oh. And it's kind of like one of the few things we have at the moment that brings us joy so it's nice to hear and you always ask that question like when you're doing shows with cast members it's like what's your last meal you know what would you have so it's Mm. nice to hear hear that yeah so like when we can have dinner party conversation again you'll be prepped you'll be you'll have it all ready to go when it's allowed um Okay, cool. Well, seeing as we are doing an intro, I've I just sort of put together some like very uh, top level questions about the kind of digital theatre and how it's all going. Um, so, um, Annabelle, as you're on, let's start with you because Annabelle has done uh, a couple of digital shows with Creation already. So, um, 
I was gonna I was gonna ask your thoughts on the sort of similarities and differences to rehearsing, performing, devising. I've put physical theatre, which is weird because that has a meaning of its own, but I mean in-person theatre. You also can't say live because what we do is live. But yeah, how is how is how is the process of making these shows and the experience different and also the same uh, to what we used to do? Yeah, well, it's um, it's been a really fascinating journey. It is um, there are similarities, but it is fundamentally different. You know, we we're on our own. Um, we're not in the vicinity of our castmates. We can't we can't you know interact with them as we normally would would. We can't touch them. You know, we can't hug them, and that's tough. But it's so funny how quickly we adapt as as actors and as human beings to great change anyway so um <clears throat> you know last summer when I started doing my first digital show it was all quite alien um standing in front of a green screen and pressing mute and unmute you know bringing on a whole technical side of stuff that I would never do because I don't do do that I'm an actor um so adjusting to that felt alien and it's just so funny that now it feels like this medium has settled into what it is, which is a really fun and um, creative opportunity to kind of take control of your surroundings, like, um, and in kind of enjoy the limitations and, and accept them. Like, you know, I am on my own, but what can I do in this little box? What can I create? How can I make this visually interesting? What can I do with my voice? What can I, you know, how can I react to my castmates by just seeing a little percentage of them so it's it's been honestly really interesting and I think it's become its own medium you know it's Darmesh has quite kind of said this before and just to to echo him he says you know it's not like tv it's not like theatre it is its own thing and we're all just having fun finding out what that is I think yeah it's amazing I think to to watch the performers be empowered there's something about you know in a kind of something like a creation christmas show it's so fast there's so much going on that you're sort of like a you're sort of like a little sort of regency prince who's being kind of pushed from here to there and you know you kind of here's your costume and and here's where you're going to go and stand over there and someone will help you get changed and you're kind of although there's a huge input it's very structured with a lot of kind of people supporting in all different ways. Whereas really we've, you guys have just had to take it and run with it and go, you know, in the first ones, like what costume can you find in your house? And that if you can really input like, Oh, I could, I could try this or we could have another camera position that there's no one in your house to suggest those things. So you're kind of yeah. given a bit more of the creative agency to go, just suggest stuff, just give us things because we, it's not as micromanaged as, as putting little crosses on a stage and telling you where to stand for sure yeah we've had total kind of um it's been welcomed for us to you know oh what can I do to change my voice with this app that can change my voice um through the microphone what can I do with this piece of plastic if I hold it up to the camera does that look like I'm in a submarine kind of thing so it's yeah it's been really cool Oh, it's so fun. Can't wait for people to see. Um, okay, well, this might bounce on uh, nicely to my next question. Um, thank you, Annabelle, which was going to be for Tash, um, which was about, I think people probably would, will be wondering what it's like to suddenly have to skill up on all this tech 
and I think probably a lot of us have had that experience of having to learn how to use Zoom or Microsoft Teams or having to show your grandma how to use an iPad, you know, via a phone call. But how have you felt? Because I know you've you've directed some digital theatre shows and you've kind of, you know, not with creation and you've kind of, you've been working this whole time, but having to, having to get to grips with the tech, how is that? Yeah, I, it's, um, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's always exciting to learn a new thing, I think. And it's nice to have a reason to do it. Um, but Time Machine, um, which was the first show that I directed on Zoom, which was, um, which was obviously with creation. We were, we were in real life, if you like. Um, and, you know, and also because it was a show about, about the pandemic and about the Welcome Centre um, for Ethics, their research on what was about to happen to us. And, and there was something quite bizarre about um, being in that, uh, being, you know, watching that show, doing that press night. And then suddenly all of this happening and um, Jonathan Holloway, who'd, who'd adapted it, had written that we, the time travellers would say the word Zoom in order to time travel. Um, and I'd never heard of he'd written it as a sort of, you know, magical invocation as it as it always was before. <laughs> I'd never heard of Zoom, the video calling. No. Um, so it was sort of uh, amazing and magical and bizarre to then find ourselves on this newly discovered thing called Zoom, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to change the the show into this format. And I, I don't know, there was something kind of amazing about that. And um, I think we were really lucky because, I mean, Graham uh, was amazing and, and in the cast and uh, there was something kind of lovely about it being a cast who'd had a chance to meet in real life and then were taking mm-hmm. it onto the, the platform um just for the first time so we sort of all kind of learned things together and obviously you know the creation team had already done the tempest so there was things we could we could kind of learn and and feel supported in there as well yeah it's it's amazing that that sort of trying to think back to the time when there was a a real life show that we were kind of umming and ahhing will we make it to the end of the run and then obviously we didn't like just crazy that that is how this came about but that you guys were so adaptable to the idea of okay well let's let's see what happens if we if we put all of these things into a computer (laughs) yeah it's an amazing thing though you know it's it's like do you want to sit in your living room on your own or do you want to connect with these other creatives and make something really interesting and you go oh option b please um so it's you know it's it's been a really lovely it's been a really lovely thing and I've enjoyed sort of learning about it over last year um you know through different shows and things as well yeah the ultimate kind of trial and error I suppose really is was has been that we've been able to sort of test it and every show Lucy will go oh I'm thinking maybe on this one we can play with this or we can try this or you know because we we have we think hope we have a fairly good idea of if you do this how the audience might react in the real world but we don't we don't know that at all in the kind of digital universe so we sort of sort of tentatively testing things and going well we think this is fun or exciting or interactive or let's see what happens when you chuck it in front of 100 people how are they going to respond yeah yeah, it's language isn't it of how people choose to interact with it and that's really exciting and I've been I've really you know like there was a big dance sequence in Time Machine and I was always really excited and amazed by how much you know we said you can wear something glamorous <laughs> what it said in the email you know and then the, people turned up in the most incredible outfits and really <laughs> for it and I just thought that sort of human spirit of I'm in my living room but I'm buying into this world with you and we're here to have yeah. a good time. 
Yes, we're going to kind of play with it and yeah and, and, yeah. and participate yeah. um lovely well and then let's go on to graham on that one um and just ask graham from sort of that experience and anything else you've seen this year and, and what you've been working on the last week or so what what would you say are the elements for making great digital theater what are you what are you aware of when you're planning and when you're performing and yeah, how is it? Well, how like, is it going? <laughs> like Cash says, in a in a way, everything is is a a learning curve. And one of the beauties of of this opportunity of working with a digital rep company is to to embrace new opportunities, but be be open to experimentation. There are no rules with this. Or after a, a few productions, there are there are some kind of formulas which start to kind of filter down, I suppose. But I, I feel that we're still in a pioneering realm and and that it's really important to, to push the edges and find out what what gives and hmm. and so in, in some ways I I always love approaching a new new piece like it's a blank slate uh, trying to shed my pre-knowledge and and try and take everything on its on its own merits as you grow this thing from the ground up Um and the time machine was an extraordinary event, really, as Tash has explained through the kind of genealogy of it coming out of a, a live performance. But also what really amazed me, and this is also true of The Tempest, which was that first creation piece that, that came mm. um, very early and hard on the heels of the start of lockdown, was how willing the audience were to to open themselves up to that possibility and, and wanting to invest in the magic that is being conjured up live. Mm. That was what makes it so different to a live streamed performance that you might be able to tune into. There's something that is really magic that's happening in the moment mm. and you accept that it also has its frailties. You can see the edges of it. And one of the, one of the, beautiful things I think about theatre is that there's an acknowledgement of what of, of its artifice in some mm. ways you can see the mechanics at play and you understand that we're all audience too or, or suspending their disbelief or whatever just being making themselves part of the magic by by committing to it um and that's that's a kind of spirit that I really hope to explore in these these new shows that we find as well um, yeah that, I th that was definitely part of the strongest feedback we sort of had when when you know the team first did those lockdown shows was people really wanted to feel like they were watching a show at the same time as other people and that was almost as important as the content was the shared experience of clapping together and seeing other people on their sofas and the community um, which you don't really you take for granted when you're in a theatre you're like yeah we're all yeah. sitting here together and actually that is all breathing the same air not that we can do that at the moment um is is part of the kind of uh, yeah the magic as you say and, uh, yeah and I've really been heartened by how many voices have, have appeared in the last few months saying how much we miss theatre we miss being part of an audience yeah. that's something I think I take for granted because I'm always incredibly grateful when anybody turns up to see a show <laughs> <laughs> and but the truth <laughs> is that people you know love going to the theater and it's it's yeah. very much part of their lives it's part of the fabric of their lives it it's a vital component for so many people 
Oh, it's so lovely. I'm so glad we can do the things. Um, well, I was going to come on um, then to Darmesh, who has uh, been in a couple of the Creation Digital shows already, um, and sort of talk about that that idea of the audience. But what have you? What conversations have you had with your kind of friends and family who've come along, or yeah, what, how's it been received? Kind of to people who used to thinking of you as an actor, and suddenly you're on their laptop messing about in a creation show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quite useful to say messing about because uh, yeah. my my friends and family still think I mess around for a living. Oh yes, yeah, uh, not a proper job. But, you know, <laughs> um, but that's that's exactly. But it is what we are still doing. We're still messing around because I love the idea of messing around and and finding new things. But I, th I think especially during these times, they've they've particularly enjoyed um, having an escape, and that's what I think theatre is. It, it provides an escape um, and, and they've, they've enjoyed it. One of the things that I've absolutely loved is about this platform in particular is that we've, we've leveled it out. We've leveled mm. out theatre and film. We've made it accessible to the whole world for, for next to nothing. Yeah. If, if we wanted it to, um, which, is, I, I, which is something that I think is incredibly important. So you know we've had we've had school a lot. I, th I can't remember how many. I think it was twelve thousand school children for uh, Wizard of Oz. Which, when you think about that, that we may not have been able to do that when if we did a live show in their schools, we may not have reached that many. Well, and we were able to reach out to schools that would find the logistics of getting. We do have schools come and see physical shows, but there's a whole world of, of, of faff that a school have to do of coaches and permission letters and, and yeah. paying for the tickets. Whereas we, we were able to say, look, all you have to do is click a link, get your class in, in one place in front of a screen. And so a lot of the barriers, often people, I think it's thought that the barriers to attending the arts are financial. Yeah. But that's a tiny proportion, really, of people thinking it's not for them, or I won't, I won't know what to do, I w I'll, pe I'll look out of place, and all of that is immediately taken away because you're in your own house. You, nobody's yeah. judging you, nobody's looking at you. Not that they would be anyway. Of course, we know that. But you know, feeling that that you can step into something that's seen as quite, uh, you know, often quite a kind of high status or oh, an evening at the theatre, um, it's all gone because it, you're just in your living yeah. room, aren't you? But also, I, th I think that's what, what I mean when I say it's a great leveller. Mm. There are still theatres that I don't feel like I belong, mm. like going to. I, I feel really out of place going to. Whereas with this, you, you, you're you in the comfort of somewhere that, of your home or your school. You're in, mm. you're in your own um, surroundings and you're comfortable enough to, to go to those places and, and explore. And you have the choice of leaving your camera on to participate in or, or not. And it opens a door to a lot more. Um, so it's it's been a, you know, so, so family and friends that have come to see it, who who may not have come to, who may, there, there are people that have come to see this that I know don't go to the theatre, which is which is exciting. Yeah, it? that's great. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Because they love cinema. So they love the idea mm. of sat in front of a screen, but knowing that it's live as well. Um so, so they've they've enjoyed it. They've loved every every element of it. And knowing that we're still at the start of something mm. uh, is really exciting because we the possibilities are endless. <laughs> it, it is, isn't it, Charlie? Like the, the the only sort of barriers we have are are our imaginations, and that's really exciting. 
Um, yeah, it's something that um, I've definitely had uh, Zoe Seaton, who di who directed uh, our digital shows, and she's been making digital shows with um, Big Telly and Ireland. Well, I've heard her say in a talk that this is a sort of classic Zoe approach, that when you put together the theatre people and the tech people, the theatre people don't know what's not possible. So we just ask for it. We just say, why can't that Why can't that person appear there? Or why can't we have that thing do this? And And then... Often, you know, we worked on Alice with um, with Charisma, who did some amazing stuff behind the scenes to make technology, to bend it and kind of stretch it. But because because the theatre people were going, well, can we? <laughs> Which is an amazing kind of meeting of worlds because you get, like you say, everything is possible, really. Yeah, it's it's the closest I've been to be being a kid again. Yeah. Where you go, what what? So you're giving me all these toys to play with, and it's okay to just cross the boundaries on this. Um, okay, well, let's let's go for it. So it is yeah. it's really exciting. Um, and to know people that don't usually go to the theatre have, have come to see this, that for me is really exciting because that's, that's a leveller, isn't it? Yeah. That, um, you know. And you never have to be in that conversation again in, of like at a family gathering where you're like, have I seen you in anything? It's like, yes, yes, I've been on your telly. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, although everyone dreads that question. Don't oh I yeah, of course, that. of course. Uh, watch. I was maybe. <laughs> I was on a gurney in Casualty once. Don't know if you saw me. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's been exciting in terms of people yeah, coming to see this. It really has. Okay. Well, then I've got one more, um, one more question, and one more person left, um, which is Kofi, who's our kind of digital theatre newbie. So speaking of yeah. excited, how excited Dalmesh is, I was going to ask you. What do you think is is the most exciting about the kind of about the prospect of digital theatre or the grim tales that you guys are making at the moment, or what's kind of caught your imagination about the, the what we're working on right now? Yeah, I think because um, for me it's all just been like completely new, mm. which was so exciting. But obviously, I was nervous as well because I had no idea. Kind of, you know, I'd um, seen The Tempest and um, Wizard of Oz, um, but you don't know what it's like. To be on the other side yeah but i just think you know i just feel so lucky to be able to work um with great people and like because in the, in the times that we're in at the minute there's not a lot of actors that can say that there's not um you know so to have this um especially in the second well third lockdown as well um just have something to focus on um but i think digital theater in itself like domesh was saying it's just so important and i think even after the pandemic um there's still a massive place for it and it's just going to go on and like it is its own medium in itself now, um, which is so exciting. But yeah, I think what really excites me is the fact of what Damesh was saying, like the people that this can reach that it wouldn't have reached before, like normal theatre like theater wouldn't have. Um, and some like the accessibility of it, like some people that can't get to the theatre, that can't afford it or that um, just wouldn't have thought to before. Um, this is bringing stories um, to them. Um, which I think is really exciting. And then with um, Grim Tales, I think without ruining anything, I think kind of the, <laughs> the dark undertones of the yeah. um, tales, I think is really exciting. Um, <laughs> and the fact, yeah, I think looking at the stories and kind of seeing different elements that you might not have seen before, 
So I'll ask yeah, that. it's interesting this one, I think, from what you guys have been doing so far, the bits I've seen so far, is that it's it's allowing us to explore how you could not necessarily all be kind of bells and whistles and fun and games because I think that is mm-hmm. um oh, that was the joy of some of the kind of some of last year's shows of you know people kind of really waving their animals at the camera and getting a silly hat and but actually how how could this medium also tell stories that are a bit darker a bit more thoughtful a bit more kind of spooky really we're going to go for a sort of slightly horror um yeah sort of uh just freak people out a bit <laughs> and, and, and yeah. the impact of being in someone's living room in that with that intention um as obviously it's also going to be super fun um because it can't we can't help it but yeah i think that there's there's fun there's fun to be had in a, in a change of tone yeah and and also i think on the flip side of it in these stories there's a lot of things that we can relate to now Mm. not like really dark things i mean like na- like nice undertones and different there's things that we can relate to now which i think um as an actor that's really exciting and that's something that you want to come across to the audience and when you find those um connections with the stories um that's really exciting to play with and i think hopefully it'll be nice for an audience to watch yeah, I think it'll, I think it's shaping up to be a good one. Okay, well, I'm going to stop uh, stealing you from Grimm's rehearsals and let you guys get back to making lovely stuff. Um, thank you so much. That was very interesting. I'm sure I'll be back in to bother you uh, as the process goes on. But it was lovely to meet you all. Um, and uh, yeah, best of luck with getting it all going. Thank you for listening to the Creation Theatre podcast. You can find more episodes and all the latest creation news at creationtheatre.co.uk. Mm-hmm.